0: Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello everyone and welcome to World Christianity, a special series on the New Books Network. This podcast is for those who would like to explore the expansive discourse on world Christianity as a global phenomenon and as an emerging field that examines Christianity's cross-cultural, diasporic, and transnational manifestations by paying close attention to the underrepresented and marginalized expressions of the Christian faith in the global South. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Byung-ho Choi, from Princeton Theological Seminary. World Christianity, Methodological Considerations, co-edited by Martha Fredricks and Dortian Nguerje and published by Brill in 2021 explores the methodological ramifications of the world-Christianity turn and outlines the world-Christianity approach, which advocates a multidisciplinary and multi-perspective approach to studying Christianity's plurality and diversity in past and present. This book brings together multidisciplinary approaches to examining world-Christianity and its methodological concerns with contributors from a wide range of academic backgrounds, such as anthropology, religious studies, history, missiology, intercultural studies, theology, and patristics, With a combination of theoretically-oriented discussions and in-depth case studies, this rich volume merits much attention as it seeks to expand, shape, and contribute to the ongoing discourse on world Christianity. Over the course of our conversation, we will talk about how this book came into fruition, our co-editors' own contributions in this volume, and how scholars and students of world Christianity stand to benefit from this volume. To learn more about these issues and more, please stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy the book and our conversation as well. Today, I am privileged to talk with Professor Martha Fredericks and Professor Dorta Norge, and the co-editors of World Christianity, Methodological Considerations. As we begin, I would like to introduce our two esteemed editors. Martha Fredericks is the professor of the study of World Christianity at Utrecht University in the Netherlands. Professor Fredericks wears many hats, as she also serves as a vice dean for education of the Faculty of Humanities. At Utrecht University, She also serves on the editorial boards of multiple academic journals. And it was just recently, in March of this year, that she was also appointed as the Extraordinary Professor at the University of Pretoria in South Africa. Professor Frederick's research focuses on both historical and contemporary developments in Christianity in Africa. She was part of the uh, European North Face research project called Recognizing Christianity, How African Immigrants Redefine the European Religious Heritage. Currently, she is involved with a project called Christian-Muslim Relations, a bibliographical history from 1500 to 1900. Another ongoing project that Professor Fredericks is involved with is the Medina Project, which is a new joint research initiative within the Religious Matters Program that involves scholars from the University of Ghana, Trinity College, and the Department of Philosophy and Religious Studies at Utrecht University, and takes place in collaboration with the African Studies Center at Leiden University. Her long list of publications include a wide range of issues from World Christianity, Christianity in Africa, African Theology, Christian Missions, Gender, Migration, Islam. Christian-Muslim relations, and issues surrounding multicultural and multi-religious tensions. Dortha is the professor of theology and migration at the Protestant Theological University in the Netherlands. Professor Norge is a theologian and a missiologist with research interests in migration studies, mission studies, ecclesiology, and Christianity in post-communist Europe and also searches for innovative ways of theologizing. She is currently co-leading the Protestant Theological University Center for Theology and Christianity Worldwide and is the president of the Central and Europe- Eastern European Association for Mission Studies and editor of its journal, Akta Missologi. Professor Norje has also studied theology in Budapest, Hong Kong, and Utrecht, and has been working as a theologian in many countries in Europe, among others, in collaboration with the University of South Africa and the Max Planck Society. She teaches courses on missiology, migration and theology, contextual Christology, and has published various articles starting from issues of world Christianity, Chinese diaspora, theology and missiology's engagement with migration, and Christian conversions with areas ranging from China to Central and Eastern Europe. Professor Norje is also an ordained minister of the Lutheran Church. So today I would like to welcome Professor Fredix and Professor Norje to new books in World Christianity. And thank you so much for taking the time today to talk about your book.
1: We are very happy to be here.
2: Thank you for the pr- opportunity to be here.
0: Thank you both. As we begin, I wonder if both of you could share a few words about yourselves. That is, where did you grow up, um, where you went to school, and how you became interested in world Christianity? And who were some of the influential interlocutors that you had so far? Mm -hmm. Professor Fredericks, would you like to begin?
1: I was born, I am born and raised in the Netherlands. Um, I studied at Utrecht University, but at the, uh, where I focused on religious studies, Um, I focused on Islam and Arabic studies and later then um, moved into um, the ordained ministry. So I completed my theological degrees as well and became ordained as a minister in the Protestant Church of the Netherlands. Um, then I moved to uh, the U.S. actually, where I studied at Hartford um, Seminary, uh, a center specializing in Christian-Muslim relations in order to prepare for a period in West Africa. And in West Africa, I, I worked in the field for Christian-Muslim relations with Prop Mura, a project for Christian-Muslim relations. And that is where my interest in African Christianity started. And coming back to uh, the Netherlands, when I uh, began working at Utrecht University, I have more and more developed, as it were, the interest in um, African Christianity and how it relates to um, other religious traditions. And in the Gambia, where I lived and worked, uh, that was mainly Islam. So it fits, as it were, nicely with my own background. And uh, since then I have slowly, slowly, from a historical perspective, become more interested in not only things we study, but also how we study. So what are the um, the lenses with what we um, analyze things? What perspectives do we take and how does that determine what we see? Um, if I think of role models, I think, nearly everybody in the field of African studies would immediately uh, mention the name of Andrew Walsh. Um, I was also privileged to personally meet him because he worked on a similar area of West Africa as I did. But I also take a lot of inspiration from very different people um, who might not necessarily be known within uh, the world of missiology. Somebody like Paul Hare, the late Paul Hare, uh, who worked at Liverpool University, who um, did a lot of work together with African colleagues on translating primary sources from West Africa into English. So either Portuguese sources, Spanish sources, um, French sources, and to make them available for a large pu- uh, public. And that is something um, I admire and I aspire to replicate as well.
0: Thank you, Professor Fredericks. Uh Professor Norgi, would you like to say a few words as well?
2: Thank you. I was born in a Hungarian-speaking family in communist Romania, and this family was located in a village community, and um, this village community was predominantly Hungarian-speaking Lutherans, but not only. So right away from my very first uh, age, so to say, um, the fascination about who is the religious other and the linguistic other was there. We were surrounded by uh, Saxon, German Saxons, by Romanians, by gypsies, and represented by many communities, uh, Christian communities. And one of the um, reoccurring... well, encounters with different Christianities happening in this small village community during communist times were the so-called ecumenical prayer weeks, when our minister for each and every evening invited somebody from another community from the region. And this fascination for the Christian other continued to unfold throughout my moving life so to say a life very much characterized by migration after i from this small village community i then entered into a larger township community and then i went further to study theology in budapest which is again a um, well a city a main city a 2 million uh, populated city where the christianities again became another uh, Nuance and color and the issue of secularization, the issue of the religious other entered the field as well. And then from there, I moved uh, onwards and spent some time in Hong Kong, the metropole, where, again, uh, many uh, encounters with other faiths, other forms of Christianity influenced my thinking, my way of um, theologizing. And then returning to Hungary, I spent my um, vicariat It's called in uh, in uh, well in Hungarian. You know, we have this internship where you you before you become minister, you spend a whole year practicing theology in a community. And then from there on, uh, my my uh, life path continued more or less in Western Europe. Yet it, again, another. Um, form of um, being confronted with faith traditions and uh, different Christianities. And When it comes to uh, people who influenced me throughout this journey, I think that um, I wish to name at this stage one person um, who was a theologian, but not only a theologian, but also a literature study scholar, uh, wrote um, on many, many poems and songs. She is the Finnish Anna Maya Raitilla, uh, whom I met when I was uh, 13, and we had a very intensive correspondence um, for many years. And she was the one who introduced me to very, uh, well, new theological voices before my formal theological training started. So people like Dorothee Zöller, Henry Nowen, liberation theology from Latin America, um, Asian liberation theology, all came prior to this formal theological education. Perhaps I will stop here before I can go further.
0: Yes. Um, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity to get to know you both. I think we're getting a good understanding of, um, of the wide spectrum and issues uh, that both of you have worked on that have influenced you um, from Christian missions to theology and migration, and also while covering a wide geographical um, range uh, from Africa to Europe and even Asia as well. And, and most of all, we're all very fortunate to have with us two professors who teach and write about uh, world Christianity. Um, So perhaps as we take a deep dive into the book, could you briefly tell us more about what world Christianity is to you both? Um, For our audience that might be still new to the expression world Christianity, do you mind elaborating um, on your understandings of this concept and just briefly sharing with us um, what you think that this entails? So if I can direct the question to Dr. Fredericks first, do you mind answering?
1: I think the very question what is world Christianity is at the heart of the book. Um, What we um, try to argue in the book, that rather than um, a subject matter, so um, a synonym, for example, for Christianity in Africa, Asia and Latin America, or for Christianity worldwide, or uh, as a word for a new field of study, we propose to look at the term "world Christianity" or to that will, the word "world Christianity" is an approach to studying Christianities in context and in relation, and we think that that um, this multi sightedness of Christianity, um, as well as the interaction and the interdisciplinary or multidisciplinary way of studying it, both in past and present, that is what we would like to bring to the discussion. Mm. And then always in context. So as Dorocha already mentioned, and also my own uh, both academic and life experience embodies, um, Christianity always takes place in a setting where there is another. And how we express Christianity and what Christianity embodies and represents is always shaped by the context and the people we interact with uh, and vice versa. So also religious traditions like Islam or Buddhism or Hinduisms. And there we also have the plurality, of course, if, if I have to be precise. It, religious traditions shape each other um, social, political, economic contexts shape religious traditions and different forms of Christianity, different expressions of Christianity also shape each other. And I, I realise that that is a, m- might be a bit abstract, um, but um, for example, uh, if I can just give an example, um, the fact that um, during the Crusades, Western Europe uh, decided to attack um, Egypt, uh, Damietta, had immediate repercussions for the uh, for the fall of uh, Nubian Christianity. So something that happens in one place might have repercussions for something else, or. Um, if we think about the famous Nestorian stele, it's good to think that that was written in a setting as part of a church tradition that in China was engaging um, Confucianism, Buddhism, Tao, uh, Taoism, whereas in its headquarters it was engaging Islam. So this multi-sightedness and the fact that there are relations between them, and yet they are distinct, I think is what we try to embody with this world, world Christianity, as an approach of looking at Christianity.
0: Thank you, Professor uh... Fredericks. Um Professor Norge, do you would you like to say a few words about what your understanding of world Christianity is as well?
2: In this case, of course, what my understanding uh, comes very close to what our understanding is. This is also uh, in, in a personal, on, on a personal note. World Christianity mm-hmm. for me is a um, deepening collegial uh, friendship. Uh, unfolding friendship also with Martha Fredericks in terms of discussing theology, religious studies for the sake of almost vocational if I can be so strong, vocational academia in the present world because we both are convinced that things we try to articulate do matter and they translate into lived theologies Um, and it's a well just adding few more, or maybe underlying some more uh, aspects, Marta already <clears throat> formulated is that there is there seems to be a a common perceptions that when the notion of word Christianity is uh, dropped, so to say, in the general public, that that's something new, that it is a new phenomenon. That's it's 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 all about contemporary Christianity, and in. Conceptualizing word Christianity as an approach, this is one step we want to correct or contribute to and say, people, Christianities must be studied in all places and all times in their relationality. And mm-hmm. relationality means not only uh, only in, in, in their connectivity, a notion which I, I very often use to the other sorts of kinds of christianities but to the relating to the whole social life in a given context given time so uh, this this long durée it's quite important that we have in in the present volume, we have tried to to articulate that as well and then in terms of approach and a, a second step which we would like to uh, call attention to is that um, Whenever we ask the question, what is Christianity worldwide all about? uh, We must ask the questions, how and why do we want to study a particular segment of Christianity? So these sources, I think that in our unfolding conversation we will uh, talk about that, the sources, presentation, representation, Entanglement, um, the consequences of all that, through academic representation, has much to say about what happens in the actual public life.
0: Wow! Thank yeah. you so much, both of you, for sharing your rich insights um, and this, the kind of questions that you've had had to ask in approaching. And understanding world Christianity, I think you've you provided us um, in a way, kind of the as Dr. Fredericks mentioned, the heart, um, the important questions that you sought um, as you you know co-edited this book together. At the same time, I believe that this is not the first time that you have both worked together, um, as I noticed that you have co-edited another volume back in two thousand sixteen. And I believe the title was Religion, Migration, and Identity, uh, Methodological and Theological Explorations, um, discussing the different ways of studying and understanding the changes in religious landscapes, beliefs, and practices that the increase in migration has brought forth. And it's a kind of uh, topic that both of you uh, were very interested in um, academically. So I think, in a way, your current book um, builds up on your previous collaborations and interrogates, I guess, the various ways and methods on how Christianity is studied, as you said, in multiple contexts. And turning to the book itself now, um, World Christianity, Methodological Considerations, I've noticed that there are 13 chapters in this volume with 13 contributing authors that covers regions of Asia, Africa, Latin America, and Europe with some that have a historical focus, while others examine, I guess, contemporary Christianity. And some mainly focus on intra-Christian dynamics, whereas others uh, foreground the encounters between Christians and people of other faith traditions as well. What really struck me, though, about this book is that it addresses a broad range of thematic concerns and geographical spaces, um, while opening up new possibilities for studying world Christianity or Christianities in multiple contexts. So I was wondering if you could tell us a bit more about how this volume came to be, um, who were your intended readers, um, and what was your editorial experiences like, and um, and eventually also, what we're curious to know is how did your thoughts on world Christianity also evolve in this whole uh, process from the beginning of uh, starting to edit this book until um, uh, the time it was published? So, uh, Professor uh, Fredericks, would you like to start us off?
1: The book actually has a very long history of um, it started, I think, the discussion, uh, the theoretical discussion behind the um, the book started um, with the fact that I used to be a professor of missiology in a theological uh, faculty and I'm currently uh, a chairholder in a religious studies uh, context. And I was asked to uh, draw up the the field of study for my chair. And that is how the discussion started. What would it mean to study Christianity in a re, from a religious studies perspective? Because until very recently Christianity was the domain of theology and all other religious traditions were the domain of uh, religious studies. Simultaneously, there was the development within, uh, I think, missiology and church history and ecumenics to give account of the post-colonial approaches and implications for the study of Christianity. And that is how Dorotja and I started a conversation on what I actually might be doing in my new, uh, new chair. And we organized a conference to inaugurate my chair. And that is how the whole idea, both for um, Christianity, world Christianity as an approach rather than uh, a subject matter or a field of study, started. And we then invited people who could, we thought, methodologically contribute. We wanted multiple perspectives, methodologically, and also multiple perspectives from the um, long durée of Christianity, as well as from different contexts of Christianity. I hardly recall how many years ago that was, but it was quite a number of years ago, five or six. Um, and slowly, slowly, um, the, we we started the conference because we thought we this is an idea we have and we need to develop this idea in conversation with others. Um, So that's also quite fundamental to our uh, relation. We have indeed um, uh, co-edited another book and actually um, April uh, uh, this year saw uh, another uh, co-production that we worked on critical readings in the history of mission. And we have a relation that we are very good friends and we both find it stimulating uh, to discuss, say, rather fundamental issues in the study of Christianity, uh, be it migration, uh, religion and migration, be it uh, forms of theology, etc. And somehow we stimulate each other, we, we, we question what, uh, the, uh, the positions of the other, and it helps us think. Uh, and we kind of express. We founded that idea in a conference and that is how the idea for a book started. Uh, On the way, we have invited others because we felt that the field was not adequately represented, but that is the story behind the book. And I think maybe, Dorotja, you can pick up from there.
2: Yes, thank you. I think uh, Martha, thank you so much. I will never ever forget the evening we sp- spent our first telephone call on uh, the first explorations of the word Christianity, and we could simply freely talk about okay, look, what's there out, and how many publications are already uh, uh, featuring with with the notion word Christianity, and there was also a sense of frustration that do we understand? Do we get it right? Uh, do we, do we see what's going on is it really that it it, it gets into a sort of canonization of uh, how people use and conceptualize word christianity and then um And then, yes, we were uh, envisioning this conference in Utrecht. And meanwhile, things were happening also in Oxford uh, with um, uh, Emma Wildwood and her team uh, focusing and trying to explore what word Christianity is. And then some years ago, we had the first conference at Princeton on word Christianity, which, again, was a huge impetus for our endeavor and and thinking together and exploring together with others uh, on what can we academia for the sake for the relevance of of Christian communities and faith communities worldwide um, do with this term with this with this concept with this how can we make it functional so to say and. Um, uh, yes maybe one more note on on again on this this friendship because much of research work and academic work uh, is based on friendship nowadays we have this this notion of critical friends it's a very fashioned uh, word and in most of the cases uh, people use it for for persons who look from outside to one's work but in in i think in our I look at you, Marta, now. In our relationship, critical friendship means that you can simply uh, formulate things very directly. You don't have to pack it in because there is this, this basic knowledge and trust that uh, we do care what, what will happen with our research. And you are the, the maybe the most direct person whom you can um, communicate with, so to say. And and that's very helpful in such an endeavor. And for the for the process of editing or throughout editing this volume, I think this critical friendship um, really defined the tone and the work process.
0: Wow! Thank you for um, both of your insiders' information on on the process of how this book um, kind of uh, came into fruition. I think understanding the rich history of the process of, 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 of a book coming into, uh, into publication, I think it's very important and, and very helpful for our readers as well as they know that um, this is not just uh, it wasn't just a recent or contemporary um, concern or project, but it, it has been in, in, in a way sometime in the makings um, with various moving parts and also uh, some very important questions. Uh, that needed to be addressed, as you both mentioned, how it's more than just um, your approaches, where it's more than just a subject matter or a field of study, but world Christianity as an approach is also very crucial um, in, in understanding and studying Christianities worldwide. So thank you for both um, for those insider's uh, information and insights. Um, and one great advantage that we have today is that both of you um, are Editors have made a tremendous contribution in the beginning chapters of this volume as well. Um, I personally considered the first chapter, first two chapters, um, as being crucial, um, as our two editors lay the groundwork for what this book wants to kind of accomplish and how it will benefit those who are interested in world Christianity. Um, so, if it's all right with you both, I have prepared um, separate questions for each of your chapters. Um, I would like to begin by directing the first question to Professor Fredericks um, uh, in regards to the first chapter. Um, Now, being mindful of the contributions and discourses on world Christianity and in kind of recognizing Christianity's inherently pluralistic nature, Dr. Fredericks, your chapter titled World Christianity, Contours of an Approach, proposes a different way of understanding world Christianity as current conceptualizations in the study of Christianity worldwide continues, um, as you highlight, to be problematic and oftentimes um, reproduce binaries such as missionary versus indigenous or north versus the south. Uh, from a religious studies perspective, you call for a world Christianity approach by highlighting what you consider as four key features for utilizing this approach. Um, I won't mention all of them right now uh, due to the time, but from these four, what I found very fascinating and rather essential is your call for a critical inquiry into the trajectories of knowledge production and construction. Professor Fredericks, do you mind talking a little more on this issue, what this world Christianity approach sets to interrogate, what it sets to envisage, and as you mentioned in your example, why there is a need for a critical inquiry on sources as well? Um, If if I may provide an example, as you mentioned in your chapter, uh, repercussions of the disproportionate research on the colonial period. So, Professor Fredix.
1: Yes, thank you very much. Um, I think, um, again, uh, this is an idea that uh, came about that we developed together. Um, What I... um, I think what, what we want... As a basic notion, one to communicate in the book is that each step of doing research needs reflection. Um, the sources need reflection. So what sources do we use, and how does that contribute to our uh, uh, to our body of knowledge? Uh, how are the sources shaped? Which for sources are represented and which aren't? Uh, how do we analyze sources uh, what is what are our analytical tools and I think one of the um, points of critique that we have with our, our, one of the concerns is better a better word one of the concerns that we have with a lot of the current uh, um, uh, literature on world Christianity is that it calls for as it were a paradigm shift but when it comes to um, the toolbox, so the concepts we use, the analytical tools, concepts we uh, use to analyze things, uh, the way we categorize things or how we uh, use periodizations doesn't really change. And I think if you really take the ideas uh, serious that Christianity is a multi-centered tradition, that Varies over time, then you need to critically in, uh, question the fact that the majority of the uh, the concepts and the um, the way we understand Christianity has emanated from the study of Christianity in the West, and hence the question: Does that really do justice to? Um, other types of Christianity, and does it do justice to, for example, forms of Christianity in the past? Mm. And how does the reception history of a certain um, um, line of research influence how we look at it con- in the contemporary way? There's a Just for, for uh, the listeners, there's a chapter on um, the Church Father Augustine in, uh, in the book, And what the chapter does is, as it were, put in brackets the idea that Augustine is, as it were, one of the key uh, shapers and fashioners of Christianity in the West. And says, okay, this is a voice in Christianity. And if this voice is debating what is Orthodox Christianity with other voices, and we do not take into account for a moment that history has said that Augustine's was the, the, the correct voice. What happens? Mm-hmm. Is the perception that we have of certain groups in Christianity not shaped preconceived by the theological dis- uh, debates and de- uh, decisions that were made? So that's that's part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sources, the way we look at sources, the, the tools we use, and I think also uh, what we con- uh, what what I would what I find very uh, important is that we try not to project certain paradigms, matters of relation, onto the whole history of Christianity in a certain area. Yeah. I personally, I, I I'm currently working on the early modern period. And I find it uh, even frustrating to find that the presumption is that Africans are suppressed um, from a kind of uh, slavery and uh, the slave trade narrative and from the colonial period. If you look at the early modern period in Africa and the creative ways in which Africans shaped Christianity, and how Africans negotiated with uh, European powers, which were only very vulnerable groups uh, at the uh, the coastal area, then I find that the colonial paradigm, which is often used to understand that period, does simply not fit. And we need to use that kind of knowledge to interrogate whether or not we use... uh, Terminologies of, or uh, concepts to analyze the whole of Christianity, with uh, uh, as, as tools to to study Christianity. So, for example, um, we talked about this mission, uh, missionary, and indigenous. Uh, so the, it's uh, indigenous agents, mission, uh, missionaries, we're all, all used to it, it's as it were in our genes. And yet, if you, uh, there's, for example, been a very interesting piece by uh, Emma Wildwood, Dorothy already mentioned her, uh, about uh, Apollo Kivebelayu, uh, a Ugandan Christian leader, let me phrase it as open as possible, who did cross-cultural mission in his own uh, in his own context but outside his own ethnic group so why would that, would he be an indigenous agent and why would the white person be ca- categorized as a missionary likewise if you look at ethiopia then the whole paradigm of mission and indigenous agent doesn't fit because there was Christianity in e- Ethiopia way before uh, Christi- uh, there was something like a missionary movement in Western Europe and North America. Similarly, if you just look at, I- I'm always using African examples so, because that's my field. If you think about um, a Congo, the Kingdom of Congo, was an independent kingdom which was considered by the Portuguese at the same level of diplomatic relations as other European countries. And yet, how often I read in books that, oh, yes, in the, uh, the, colon, uh, the colonizers, the Portuguese, when the Portuguese colonized uh, Congo, but that was in colonization. So the, the tendency to, as it were, Reproduce a dominant paradigm on the whole history of Christianity, and even by words like and I'm I'm associating, uh, giving an associate, uh, making associations, but even words like South and North basically reproduce a hegemonic uh, paradigm from the colonial period. Mm. Uh, the the Church of the East. Uh, was a major church, whereas there was the Latin church was only just starting. And by using and saying that this is a church in the South, you, as it were, evoke an image. And um, I'm, I'm getting off topic, but in, if you really want to um, think of how to investigate Christianity, you also need to investigate the tools and the paradigms we have used in the past in order to understand Christianity and to critically interrogate them, because they might not do justice to uh, the voices, the status, uh, the histories of Christianities in the past.
0: Wow! Thank you, Professor Fredericks, for that detailed and um, insightful answer. I'm reminded that, um, in a way, kind of summarizing what you have shared, um, you're calling for, in a way, uh, uh, reflexivity on on this whole process, and um, to examine, you know, what we're studying, what we're trying to, um, uh, what we're trying to research, those those sources, the resources, and and the various, I guess, figures that uh, that have um, come up in our uh, academia as well, and. Um, what you've highlighted is is very important because this helps us to uh, kind of broaden our understanding of just world Christianity, as some would say, just as a subject matter or field. But it, it's an uh, it's an approach um, of understanding Christianities in various regions, and as you mentioned in in your uh, in your research as well, in Africa, maybe in Asia or Latin America, as as so forth. So thank you so much for that answer and, and in broadening uh, our perspective as well. Um, moving on to now chapter two, um, titled Recalling the Term World Christianity, Excursions into Worldings of Literature, Philosophy, and History. Professor Nurgia, um provides us with a closer look at world Christianity approach. Um, Professor Nurgia, um here I want to pose the next question to you. Um, you've, you have indicated that this chapter was built upon your previous discussion, um, in which you proposed to not limit world Christianity as just a field of study or a discipline, but rather um, define world Christianity as an approach to study of Christian and Christian communities worldwide through the categories of connectivity, diversity, unity, and locality. And here you take a step further and explore the parallel developments of, quote, world-ing, end quote, and in the wider humanities with particular attention for conceptualizations in world literature, world philosophy, and world history, Um, that these uh, intellectual exercises help us to better articulate the methodology of a world-Christianity approach. So, Professor Norja, could you please talk more about this concept of worlding and how it benefits in further developing and understanding this world Christianity approach
2: thank you so much for the question it's um, I think prior to uh, addressing the issue of wording itself uh, I would like to to say a note on how or why I ended up with humanities and that's again um, it it brings us back to this um, almost taken for granted academic habitus that one needs to reflect on each and every step throughout the journey, um, as taken for granted, it may sound, uh, it is in practice one sees that very often does not happen, does not take place. So this this reflexivity, self-reflexivity is time and again within religious studies, within theology a must, and we do see um, well uh, words and wordings happening without this reflexivity. So my my starting point was this question: whom we are still missing within this academic intellectual discourse when we address the issue of word Christianity? And then I realized where the um, sociological anthropological, so social sciences and religious studies, um, voices are rather well represented, it seems that the world Christianity scholars um, seem to give less attention to the humanities. And where in these humanities, many of the concepts and the uh, instrumentarium, the toolbox we work with in world Christianity studies have been developed. So in terms of philosophy, philosophical concepts, in terms of, uh, uh, well, literature concepts and historical concepts. So the the very fact that we talk about uh, indigenous and, uh, well, foreigner, or we talk about uh, uh, hybrids, we talk about um, syncretism, we talk about sects so a lot of vocabulary has been closely connected to philosophical um, uh, well uh, and and endeavors within the humanities so this this was the, the the first step that i wanted to see whether something is going on in terms of wording also within humanities and of course the uh, revelation was quite uh, lucid and (laughs) beautiful to see that um, parallel to these word Christianity discourses, uh, there were, again, parallel intellectual discourses on wording um, within literature studies, within philosophy, within history. And what I I have identified as a common identifier there is that... um, the notion of reflexivity was very much uh, put on the role of the academic researcher, the one who words, so to say, the planetary entanglement and planetary connectivity. And there, some of the um, issues, no, not some of the issues, one of the, the issues which came up was the issue of normativity. About which, in uh, social sciences and and theology, there are different discourses. But the notion of normativity was clearly present in these wordings of uh, of uh, history, uh, literature studies, and and uh, philosophy. And then, <clears throat> uh, so the, then the questions came from uh, who determines and from from which segment of the academic endeavor uh, the ways in which old and existing sources, we are again at the sources, will be reinterpreted and new sources will be identified or generated. What happens to the authority of the researcher with regard to the sources? And then thirdly, uh, what happens to the authority of the researcher within academic entrepreneurship, which commercializes knowledge? So these, are, these were some of the big discoveries in my venturing in these wordings of uh, uh, philosophy, history, and uh, literature studies. Maybe I stop here just to provide you with the opportunity to ask further. <laughs>
0: um, thank you, uh, Professor Energia, in um, enlightening us with this concept of worlding and, and how your insight aims to benefit our understanding of this world Christianity approach, and inc- that includes um, humanities as well, as you've, as you've highlighted. And um, again, thank you, uh, and Dr. Uh, Fredericks, about expanding our, our thoughts and, and, and this call for reflexivity. Uh, for me as a doctoral student and in, in the field of World Christianity, I was able to appreciate this volume because it greatly contributes to my own, own understanding um, as it calls for further investigation and, in, I guess, shaping and defining World Christianity. Uh, furthermore, it encourages those in World Christianity Scholarship to embrace, as both of you have numerously emphasized in your chapters, a state of reflexivity to keep on asking what needs to be further addressed. How should we study the various Christianities worldwide? I cannot emphasize enough the depth and invaluable insight not only um, both of your chapters have um, uh, contributed, but also the other authors and what they bring to the table and just, and just naming a few of our uh, authors, our contributors, um, uh, Raimundo Barreto, uh, contributing from a Latin American perspective on the issues of decoloniality and interculturality. We also have Wesley Aryaraja, a theologian from Sri Lanka, shedding light on the importance of interfaith relations. And we have Corey Williams highlighting the issues of multiple religious belonging I- and identity. Especially in the context of Nigeria, and and as both of you mentioned, we have Emma Wildwood as well, and and so many, I think, key uh, players in here um, currently in the both uh, scholarship of world Christianity and also th- those that are studying Christianities in multiple contexts. And I think the vibrancy, the need for more methodological reflections, is indeed apparent in the journey that our contributors have taken us with their careful engagement with the specific Christian contexts, as well. So um, before we segue into the final uh, question, I wanted to briefly ask you both, um, as editors of this volume, what are some of the aspects uh, in the contributions that have enlightened both of you? Um, As co-editors, what are some of the aspects of this book you wish to kind of highlight if you were to pick one or if you pick one or two, what, what, what would be something that you would like to kind of pinpoint to our readers as well? Um, Professor Fredericks, would you like to uh, begin?
1: I think uh, the first one I would like to highlight uh, is uh, the chapter by Corey Williams. I find the um, Corey Williams uh, studies as you say, interreligious uh, relations and multiple religious identity in Nigeria, and rather than uh, studying within, say, institutional settings, he works with what he calls a religious field. Um, he does research at uh, at festivals, and I think his chapter shows how. Important it is to think and reflect on how you actually um, demarcate your field of research. If you would study, say, religious belonging within an institutional setting, you would find people belonging and not belonging. By studying it in a much wider field that is not institutionally embedded, what he sees is how people people's religious identities are much more fluid and how they are constructed in relation to the other. Mm. And I think that's very helpful to think as a methodological uh, point of view, to help think of how, how do you actually start? Where do you start your research? How do you define your, your field of study? How do you demarcate your subject matter? And if you do, do you realize what implications it has for uh, for the research? So that's one I I would like to highlight. Um, I can name others, but let me give the floor to, do- 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 to Dorotja as well. Yeah, uh,
2: thank you, Marta. Maybe just a note uh, continuing on this uh, contribution by Corey Williams. It, it's so important to see or make the link what kind of this uh, what kind of contribution this kind of research makes to, for example, policy making. Just give an example of um, refugee laws or uh, asylum seeking policy. The way how uh, the category of religion is made functional in legislation uh, has much to do um, or directly has a link to what we, academics scholars have to offer to the world so uh, uh, whether in the united states or in europe uh, asylum seeking uh, refugee uh, policy laws are still operating on very static understanding of uh, categories religious identities you must fit a proper box otherwise you are not uh, uh, your credi- credibility is not there um, so this, this all has to do with this approach of word or word Christianity approach, and other contribution uh, of this volume, and that goes back to the notion of wording. Very often, um, in this this um, word Christian studies, there is still a a um, mm, there there is still this understanding that places and times. Are separate to be studied separately. And uh, for example, the contribution of Karish Thorstein Haug, um, the comparative theologizing material and methodological reflections, where she puts together uh, Buddhist monks and Christians to read uh, Bible texts together, shows that within the same locality, different worlds exist. And uh, Again, that connects with with, uh, Corey Williams' uh, way of of researching uh, faith and researching Christianity. So the diversity and the complexity of one locality within a particular time uh, needs to be given even more attention. And that, again, has direct links to how polarization both in the United States and in Europe take place. There are these words created by different discourses within the same localities. I mean, family members do not speak to each other because they are words apart from each other. And this, this all has a direct link to academic research. So this is also maybe a manifesto for for the, uh, for, for the for the necessity to have, um, well, universities still in our countries and in our societies and the role of the universities in a society. Um, if I may, another uh, uh, contribution, the contribution of Joseph Chehey Lee and uh, Christy Chai-Shan Cho on sources. There again, the issue of representation. So very often... Uh, within uh, religious studies and, and theology, we tend to favorize particular or specific sources. And what uh, our dear colleagues, uh, Joseph Haley and Christy Chai-Shan Cho, show is that uh, there are more sources available. And mm-hmm. one needs to, to dig deeper and maybe dig in different places for these sources and see what happens with representations. What kind of images do we get about same Christianities?
0: Wow. Think- Thank you so much for that wonderful answer. Um, uh, in a way, I think this will encourage our readers as well to kind of um, purchase the book or borrow the book uh, from the libraries and really dig deep into the rich um, discussions. Yes, um,
1: we, we would like to highlight that it is not necessary to buy the book yes. because there it's, the book is open access. Oh, so yes. it is available uh, to anybody. And that was also quite a, uh, a, a methodological uh, consideration. A yes, we, we think it is important that, every, uh, that as many people as possible have access to as many resources as possible. So we, we found the, the 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 funds to make the book open access. Wow.
0: Thank you. Um, thank you for highlighting that. I think this, I think then our readers will be more <laughs> delighted to hear that, that, you know, this resource is available to, uh, to all and, and, and to, uh, to kind of dig deep into some of the highlights that both of you have mentioned. Um, and, and the Christianity, the investigations into the Christianities, into the various contexts. I think, um, I, I know that I've, I've enjoyed reading it, reading this book um, and for our readers as well. Um, I hope that uh, our conversations with our two editors have kind of nudged you to the right direction and to kind of um, have access to this book um, and read it as well. And in a way, just of wrapping things up, there's a final question that I would like to kind of ask my guests. Um, do you mind sharing with us um, what you're working on now, or maybe a little about um, your current and future projects that you hope to work on, um, so that our readers can also follow up on not only the book itself, but also our editors as well. So Professor Nurja, would you like to begin uh, answering this question?
2: Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, There are many projects, and there are even more dreams for projects. Uh, And luckily, or there are also uh, colleagues who are willing to embark on projects. Uh, The present, um, in terms of um, in the field of missiology and intercultural theology, I am co-editing a volume, a compendium of intercultural uh, theology and missiology, together with a former Princeton. uh, student John Flat eh, from Australia, uh, and that's well. That's quite a big volume with uh, almost forty contributors, and we really hope that we will be able to give to students of intercultural theology and and theology, uh, missiology, uh, study material, reader, which can be used for courses and and teaching. And again, there we we seek the main purpose is to to embody this, um, this, um, the multiplicity of voices and epistemologies. So uh, to bring them together in conversation. So it's not to have them parallel, but to somehow start and nurture the conversation. Putting them next to each other is never enough. So you, you cannot uh, stop without... Conversation without having conversation with each other. And another project uh, you mentioned in the beginning, I am holding a chair on uh, theology and migration at the Protestant Theological University in, in the Netherlands. And from, from that position and, um, and responsibility, I seek to engage in projects uh, while working with different aspects of migration so uh, we are now organizing a mobile exposition where academia meets congreg- congregations, community life on uh, uh, encounters conversations of slavery past within the Netherlands. Then there is another group which uh, focuses on refugee studies and what does that mean in terms of conversion of refugees in, in uh, Europe. Again, a conversation with uh, another disciplinary. Uh, and the issue of labor migration. So those are three steps or three projects I'm still involved in. And of course, uh, Marta and I are dreaming about new projects, and we hope to continue with each other for many years to come.
0: <laughs> Thank you, uh, Professor. Uh, Nurja. Um Professor Fredericks, uh, do you mind sharing with us your uh, projects and uh, future plans as well?
1: I am also involved in several projects at the moment. Uh, let me highlight uh, at least two. Um, I'm currently together with uh, Professor David Thomas uh, from Birmingham University and uh, Dr. Clinton Bennett, who works at uh, New Palt- uh, Paltz University in New York working on a three-volume um, uh, source, primary source material reader in Christian-Muslim relations where we have short excerpts from texts from different languages from around the world published in English and made available uh, for a large, larger audience. That's a spin-off of the uh, Christian-Muslim proje- uh, relations project. I've been involved b- with... I've lost count for how many years, something like 10 or so. Um, the other project I am um, currently working on is I am um, in the process of transcribing and translating and annotating a diary of uh, Christian Proten, who was a, a Danish, um, Ga, so African uh, from Ghana, um, missionary, he uh, early 18th century. He worked for the Moravians in uh, in Ghana, and he left a diary of about 200 pages. And this is very interesting because he spoke the local language. He was locally raised, and he uh, gives a perspective on um, European and African relations from an African point of view. So I find it. I find it very important, this is the tradition of Paul Hare, to make as many um, sources, primary sources available. This is now only available in manuscript so far, to make it available, and especially if this is an African voice. Uh, Proton also wrote wrote a a grammar of Ga, for example. Mm. And I hope that this is a stepping stone to a somewhat larger project because what I really would like to do is write a history together with colleagues on uh, Protestantism in early modern West Africa. There We have knowledge about uh, Roman Catholicism in West Africa in the early modern period. There is an absolutely brilliant book by two colleagues, Africanists, Peter Mark and José da Silva Horta, on the Jewish history in West Africa. But I maintain that uh, where there are traders, there is also offspring and there is also identification with the religion that we could in a similar way uncover, as it were, the history of uh, Protestantism in early modern West Africa. So that's one of the things I really hope to do. Together... Well, as I said, we've just completed yet another project, but uh, we somehow sometimes dream about actually writing a history of Christianity from the perspective of a world Christianity approach together or edited together, together with colleagues from around the world. And we think that would really, um, that's a major project because as you know, Christianity has been around for quite a while um, but that's something we, we when we walk in the fields or in the forests uh, in the Netherlands around where I live, that's what we dream about.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, Professor Fredericks, Professor Nurja, thank you. Um, those sounds like great projects and I look forward to reading more of your works as well. And once again, thank you so much for being on today's podcast and sharing with us. Um, your insights as editors and also as contributors to this great volume. And thank you everyone so much for listening to today's episode in which we explored World Christianity Methodological Considerations, co-edited by Martha Fredericks, Dorcha Nurja, published by Brill in 2021. Um, this is your host, Ho Choi, and stay tuned for the next episode on the new books on World Christianity.